This is Daylight Magazine coming to you from Adventist World Radio Ghana, the voice of hope. Today's Daylight Magazine has segments designed with you in mind. Stay tuned and be blessed. satisfied with aiming high. Go higher. For in the words of E.G. White, a prolific writer, she says, higher than the highest human thoughts can reach is God's ideal for his children. There's never a period when there is no more to learn and no higher attainment to reach. Going higher means don't just grow. Boom. Don't just hear. Listen, don't just think, ponder, don't just speak, communicate, don't just give, sacrifice, don't just be patient, be kind, don't just forgive, forget, don't just live, live for Christ, grow from faith to faith, from glory to glory, and day by day. Check Romans chapter 1 verse 16 and verse 17 
as well as 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, and chapter 4, verse 16. Romans chapter 1, verses 16 and 17, and 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, and chapter 4, verse 16. Dear friend, press on the upward way. Gain new heights every day, and plant your feet on higher ground. Written by Samuel Cranting Pippin, I am Belle Dolabella. Examine yourself. Examine yourself. Note down this quotation and read afterwards. That is Psalm 139. Read from chapter 1 to the last verse. The verse 1 to 24. Examine yourself. Sometimes our sins can block answers to prayer. Let the prayer of the psalmist be one of yours. Search me, O God, and know my thoughts. See if there be some wicked way in me. Cleanse me from every sin and set me free. Remember, God is all-seeing, all-knowing, all-powerful, and everywhere present. God knows us. God is with us. And His greatest gift is to allow us to know Him. He is ready to set you. Examine yourself. And if you cannot find anything, ask God to set yourself. And then... Ask him for forgiveness so that your prayers will be answered. God bless you. I am Belle Dollarville. blessed us and he has given us the grace to come under his throne to share this wonderful message with you may his name be praised amen i am sandra ahia and with me here is our own pastor william upon dankwa please you are welcome thank you paul in the mission field is our lesson topic for today but before we go through this lesson let's offer a word of prayer king jesus we're here to share what is your people bless us and take control of whatever we are about to do here may your will be done in our lives now and forevermore amen paul in the mission field from jerusalem and round about to illyricum i have fully preached the gospel of christ 
that is recorded in the books of Romans chapter 15 verse 19. According to the text that I just read, what crucial elements for any kind of mission work can we find in it? So we are continuing with our studies. We are looking at Arthur's background who was called by God to be a missionary to the Gentiles. So we are looking at, that's what we've gone through the whole week. Today we are looking at Paul in the mission field. So now Paul has been called, uh, he's now seen as a missionary. Let's look at what he actually preached in the mission field. That's what we are looking at today. Paul in the mission field, his preaching was on Jesus, not himself, not any other thing. The center of all his preachings, all the doctrines he gave out was about Jesus and Jesus only. This is one crucial thing we should know as missionaries. With our preachings, we are to project Jesus Christ. Jesus is the one we are going to preach. Spend time. Let the people get to know Jesus, his crucifixion, and the salvation he gives to us freely. That was central to Paul's preaching. Where wherever he went, he was preaching about Jesus and Jesus being crucified. Aside to talking more of Jesus, he still pointed them to other things they should know. But the center of his preaching was about Jesus Christ. What do we go to preach? He Paul hided self and he presented Jesus. Jesus Christ. We are to do same. Our sermon, our presentations in the field should be Jesus and Jesus only. And that's what Paul did. Secondly, what we, we can't learn from Paul in the mission field also is central to his work was to raise up churches, to start Christian communities, region by region without his part of the world. So his was not just preaching. He was interested. I've been to this town have preached the gospel to them. Do I just leave them alone? Paul will not do that. He will establish a church. Those who accept and, and he, he get them baptized, he form a church, a community of believers. And they start all over. He trains them as a church. So his was more into church planting, which is crucial to evangelistic mission. Ours is not just to preach. We ought to plant churches. That was what Paul did. First of all, he was preaching Jesus Christ. He was presenting, letting the people know about the God he's worshipping. That's the first crucial thing. The second thing he was doing also as a missionary was to plant church. He, he preached, people accept, do you just leave them? Build a church. That's what he was doing. So in the truest sense, his work was church planting. He was planting church in in all the areas he was moving to. He went to Corinth. He planted a church there. He, uh, in Ephesus, a church was already there. He still went there to adapt there. He moved to churches, uh, places. He plants churches. That's also a crucial thing. The third thing we can also see from Paul's work in the mission field was also Paul added what we call the pastoral care edification, nurturing the churches. After planting the churches, he don't leave them alone. He, he, he brings in another dimension, which we call the other which we call the pastoral care. You've preached, the people accept, he plants church, he still provides the fatherly rule. He gives them the pastoral care and he also makes sure that he edifies this church so that he can present them to Jesus Christ. At times, you see most missionaries, we go, we, we establish churches, we just leave them. We don't, we are not even in tune with them again in contact. How are they faring? Are they still in the faith? We are not interested because we think, Ours is just to present the gospel. We've done so, so we are we are off. So 
Paul, let's note these three crucial things he did and let's learn from him. First, he preached the gospel and he centered more on Jesus Christ. Those he believe, who believed, he formed a community. That is the church. After forming the church, he nurtured them. Give them what we call the pastoral care. He nurtured them so that they can grow in the new faith he has given to them. That's, that's the Christian journey. But now you could see that our evangelism is centered on the first thing. We, at times we go, we present Jesus. And other ways, we, other means we try to baptize them. But we don't provide the pastoral care. It's also essential. How do we nurture these new converts? We go and we are happy to get the big numbers. 100 people got baptized. But you see in few months, you see them leaving the church. It means we are not providing a pastoral care. We are not doing the third thing we are, we are to do. We are looking at Paul in the mission field. In the mission field, he presented Jesus Christ. He established churches and then he provided pastoral care. So they work there. But the, the issue now is, at times we get evangelistic team or evangelism team, they go, they proclaim the message. As they move to the district, the district is aware, but they leave all the work to them. And they present Jesus Christ. But after that, the church should be involved even in the process of presenting the gospel. After that, they should also get them into the church, planting of church. If they are to build another church, they are to do it and provide that nurturing. That's what we are lacking now. Presently, we don't nurture them. We are not providing the pastoral care. We just preach. We get people in. We just leave them. Even in our local churches, we do have evangelism in our districts. We get people into the church. Give yourself few minds. You see them leaving because we are not providing the pastoral care. That's natural. We just leave them. Thank you so much for taking us through this wonderful messages. Dear friend, think about the last time you witnessed to someone in whatever capacity. How central was Jesus to what you said? How can you make sure that you always keep him central? Dear friend, this is a question we all need to answer. And I believe we will find answers to it because we are victims of such. Let us follow the footsteps of Paul and the good Lord will be so happy to see us do this wonderful works. Our pastor upon this note will give us his last words and then pray with us that whatever we have learned here today, let Paul be our role model. So we, we can see three elements in Paul's missionary activity. First, proclaiming Jesus Christ. His preaching was about Jesus. Second, church planting. He was planting churches. And thirdly, nurturing the established churches. He nurtured them. We ought to do same. Let's pray. King of kings and the Lord of laws, we thank you for the message you've given unto us. We thank you for teaching us these three basic elements in our missionary activities. We pray thee that you strengthen us so that we can abide by what we've learned. Lord Jesus, we commit in our day unto thy care. Our prayer this morning is let the words of our mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. Amen. Any inquiries or contribution, you can contact us on plus two three three two four four six seven three five two eight or plus two three three two four four 
0302-223-5017 or email us at radio at vvu.edu.gh or through the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana P.O. Box AF 595 Adenta Greater Accra Region, Ghana We will expect your feedback So much for this privilege, and you are welcome to Moment of Truth. I am Arthur Michael from Valley View University, and I want to share with you the message entitled Departing with Your Partner. It is not easy to leave your people, family, partner, friend, and many others to go beyond, but the Lord says it is time. Let us pray. We thank you, our Most High Father, for this privilege. We pray that as we are about to listen to your ways, may you help us understand so that we can use it in this sinful world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. It was very difficult, but the Lord has said so. Let us read our memory test from Hebrews chapter 11, verses 8. It was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home and go to another land that God would give him as his inheritance. He went without knowing where he was going. It was by faith that Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home and go to another land that God would give him as his inheritance. He went without knowing where he was going to. 
it wasn't easy at all for having your house and moving from to a place where you don't know, leaving your family, your house, your friends, your position. It could be that you are a chief. It could be that you are a member of parliament. It could be that you are holding some important position at a place where you are. But the Lord says, leave it and go to the place where I will show you. Abraham married for so many years, Sarah without having child. So one day, Sarah called Abraham and agreed with him to marry her, her servant, Hagar, and bear children with her. Let's read from Genesis chapter 16, verse 1 to 4. But Sarah, Abraham's wife, had no children, so Sarah took her servant, an Egyptian woman named Hagar, and gave her to Abraham so she could bear his children. The Lord has kept me from having any children. Sarah said to Abraham, Go and sleep with my servant. Perhaps I can have children through her. And Abraham agreed. So Sarah, Abraham's wife, took Hagar, the Egyptian servant, and gave her to Abraham as a wife. This happened ten years after Abraham arrived in the land of Canaan. It came to a time when God told Abraham to send Hagar and her son Ishmael away. Let's read from Genesis chapter 21 verses 8 to 14. As time went by, Isaac grew and was weaned. Abraham gave a big party to celebrate the happy occasion. But Sarah saw Ishmael, the son of Abraham, and her Egyptian servant Hagar, making fun of Isaac. So she turned to Abraham and demanded, Get rid of that servant and her son. He is not going to share the family inheritance with my son Isaac. I won't have it. Sarah insisted that Abraham should sack them from the house. It was not easy, so God came in and told Abraham to do as Sarah was saying. It was not easy, but God had said so. Therefore, he has to obey. Beloved, it is not easy to depart from your partner, but this is the time to do it. When Isaac was old, after Abraham had sent Hagar and Ishmael away, God told him to sacrifice his son Isaac as a burnt offering on one of the mountains which he will point out to him. Let's read Genesis chapter 22 verse 1 to 2. Later on, God tested Abraham's faith and obedience. Abraham got called. Yes, he replied. Here I am. Take your son. Your only son, yes, Isaac, whom you love so much, and go to the land of Moriah. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains which I will point out to you. Abraham became very sad after the message. You have sent my son Ishmael away. Sarah is too old to give birth. The only son I have for now, whom I love most, I should use him for burnt offering. I can't. What will you do if you are Abraham? He found it very difficult to tell the mother. He couldn't sleep for the night, thinking about it, but that said the Lord. Let's read from 22 verses 9 to 17. When they arrived at the place where God had told Abraham to go, he built an altar and placed the wood on it. Then he tied Isaac up and laid him on the altar over the wood. And Abraham took the knife and lifted it up 
to kill his son as a sacrifice to the Lord. At that moment, the angel of the Lord shouted to him from heaven, Abraham, Abraham, yes, he answered, I'm listening. Lay down the knife, the angel said. Do not hurt the boy in any way, for now I know that you truly fear God. This shows that Abraham was in the mood of sacrificing his son, as God said. Lot and his wife with their children was also ordered by the three angels to depart from their town, family, friends, world, to a mountain before turning back. But the wife couldn't meet the mark. Reading from Genesis chapter 19, verse 16, 17, and 26. When Lot still hesitated, the angel seized his hand and the hand of his wife and two daughters and rushed them to safety outside the city. For the Lord was merciful. Run for your lives, the angels warned. Do not stop anywhere in the valley and don't look back. Escape to the mountains or you will die. But Lot's wife looked back as she was following along behind him, and she became a pillar of salt. Today, the Lord says, depart from your partner. Who is that partner? The partner may be fornication, may be divorce, may be stealing, may be fighting, drunkenness, envy, quarreling, selfish ambition, participating in demonic activity by just as it was easy for Abraham to send his wife out, it is not easy for you to depart from the partner you have today. But since Abraham was able to send them away, you can also send your partner away if you give yourself to Jesus Christ today as your Savior and your controller in life. I thank you so much for listening to me. I am Atta Michael from Valley View University. Thank you very much for staying with us. Once again, you can reach us on plus two three three two four four six seven three five two eight or plus two three three two four four two three five zero one seven or email us at radio at vvu.edu.gh or through the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana PO Box AF five nine five. Adenta Greater Accra Region, Ghana. We will expect your feedback. I believe today's magazine has been a blessing. May the good Lord's hand be in your life. Amen. Remember to tune in same time tomorrow. Bye for now. <laughs>